Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. As today, I'd like to talk to you about how to pray specifically for our ministry. We always ask people to pray for us, but sometimes you don't quite know, well, how do you pray? What do you pray for? The more specific our prayers are, the more we can know God answers them and the more we can see the answer. And I encourage you, pray for specific things. God tells us we can ask. What a privilege. He says, call to me and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Jesus said, until now you ask for nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive. Why? So that your joy may be made full. Isn't that awesome? God wants you to be filled with joy because you see that your prayers are answered. And I want to encourage you, remember the things you pray for. Sometimes they don't get answered right away. That's why you've got to remember. Sometimes prayers don't get answered for years. But if we remember them, we can be thankful. Wow, God is answering prayers I prayed for years ago. Sometimes he answers them right away. But keep remember what you prayed for. Keep praying and pray specifically. This week we've been talking about the importance of of a strong gospel involvement as a laborer, someone who this is really their calling to labor in the gospel as a farmer would in planting his crop or an athlete would in training for the prize for the Olympics or a, a soldier who's actually in wartime. Not, not, we're not talking here about, you know, someone who likes to, uh, to shoot on the side or, or someone who just likes to jog to stay in shape or someone who has a garden planted in the backyard. We're talking about people, this is their life. This is their calling. This is, this is what everything they do is about, and they're to serve undistracted. And really, that's a lot of our calling here at Tom Short Campus Ministries, my calling. And for, well, since 1980, been pretty much full-time on the campus. There's some periods of time in there in San Diego and Atlanta where I pastored a church and wasn't on the campus as often. But... Um, but this is our calling. And so I want to tell you how you can be praying for us. And I do want to thank many of you here, our prayer partners, and your prayers make a difference. They really do. Folks, when we're talking about public preaching and we're talking about campus evangelism, this is spiritual battle. This is like David and Goliath type stuff. This is like Red Sea type stuff. This is, you know, like Elijah challenging the prophets of Baal. This is important that we have this prayer support or what I call the air support and the prayer support. So you ready? Here we go. I'm just going to give you 10 things and one bonus that you can pray for us about. You ready? Here we go. Number one. Oh, there's my schedule. First of all, some of the campuses we will be on this fall. These, are, If you want to join us at any of these places, the schedule is subject to change. So always double check with us before you drive somewhere because that schedule is subject to change starting this Monday at IUPUI in Indianapolis, Indiana. Here we go. Number one, pray that I would speak with boldness, clarity, power, and authority. I'm not making suggestions out there. I'm not just sharing my opinion. Paul prayed that we would speak with boldness, he said in Ephesians 6, as I ought to speak. And we should speak. He prayed that the gospel would be clear. So many people, there's not a clarity. They don't understand how to be saved. They don't understand if they wanted to be a Christian, become a Christian, how to do it. 
So pray that be clear. Remember the the evil ones out there trying to cloud their understanding, trying to distract, trying to keep them from being heard, or keep me from being heard, trying to make words be defined differently. This is important to communicate with boldness, clarity, power. It says Jesus spoke with authority, and he calls us to speak with authority. Remember, like I said, I'm not out there making suggestions. I'm not out there sharing my opinion. My spirit is to be, thus saith the Lord. And this is what you need to know if you want to be right with God. Number two, to do this, you got to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Paul said, or Jesus said in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, all, all Judea and Samaria, and even to the most parts of the earth. Pray that, that uh, I would be speaking in the power of the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit gives life. We do our best, but it's the Spirit who gives life. It's not us. It's Him. Number three, pray that the lost would be saved, backsliders would return to the Lord, and believers would be encouraged and inspired. The three types of real fruit that I that I like to see. Number one, obviously, you like to see people make cross that bridge to come to salvation, to come to Jesus Christ, to be saved. We obviously want to see that. Sometimes, if I am involved in the reaping, I know that someone had been sowing and plowing the fields before me. Sometimes all we're doing is sowing that initial seed and others reap later. But we pray, ultimately, obviously, we want people to be saved. We also want backsliders to come back to the Lord. You, Our campuses are filled with people who were active Christians in their youth group, in their high school, in their middle school and teen years, but now are confused. They're involved in the party scene. They've fallen into sin, don't know what they believe. They're, they're, they've got professors telling them, shouting in their ears, unbelief, skepticism, and so on. Pray that those people, and through the years, we've had quite a ministry with, with that, because it's like they're seeing someone for the first time boldly, courageously standing up and declaring truth in an environment where it's unpopular. And that and that believers would be inspired and encouraged. This is our our the believers on campus, many of them are intimidated. Many of them are downcast. Many of them feel marginalized. Many of them feel like they're uh, behind enemy lines, and they've got to keep, you know, they got to keep be incognito. Many of them feel mocked, disrespected, and so on. And it's discouraging. It's hard. It's it's uh, it wears on you day after day. Pray that the believers might be inspired, lifted up, and encouraged in the Lord. Fourth, pray the students would stop, listen, and ask good questions. I'm. I don't know if you. I mean, some people they preach and they just preach whether anyone stops or not and they think that's kind of like you know throwing throwing the word out there and it's not going to return void i'm more of the opinion people need to if, if for the word of god to have an effect they need to hear it understand it listen to it process it think about it and so my method of campus evangelism public preaching it really does require people to stop and listen I preach each day from about noon until five on a, on on the typical given day. During that time, students stand out there sometimes all afternoon, sometimes an hour at a time, sometimes twenty minutes at a time. But to the people who just walk by and only hear me for five ten seconds, 
I don't know. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people to stop and engage, to listen, to ask good questions, to to skip their classes. That's fine with me. I tell them, you want to skip? I'll write you an excuse. And actually, I had someone come back once and ask me to do that. But uh, and if you know in college, that doesn't that doesn't fly. Um, uh, but I I I I want people to stay there. I want them to lose track of time. I want them to be so engrossed in what they're hearing that, oh my goodness, an hour or two hours went by and they for, they didn't even realize it. Why? That's when the Spirit's really connecting with them. Pray that that would happen and that they would ask good questions. I realize, again, people have been given so many reasons not to believe. Very few have been given reasons to believe. And so I pray that there would be a, an environment there where they can ask any question. And indeed, I get asked questions. Some of them are designed to trip me up, look, make me look bad, and so on. But you'd be surprised how many genuine, sincere, honest questions people ask that even make them quite vulnerable in front of other people. And you say, wow, you ask that question in front of everybody? It's almost like they don't even realize there's a crowd listening because the Spirit's working in them. Pray for that type of environment. On the other hand, pray that God would protect us from evil people who want to disrupt the preaching. That's what Paul said, that we'd be protected from evil men. Now, in his case, people would actually beating him up, stoning him, you know, and and uh, driving him out of the city and so on. I've never had that happen. But I have had people who are so disruptive that they prevent the message from getting heard. And we pray for people to come and ask good questions. I pray for skeptics to come. I pray for atheists to come. I pray for people to push back on me and challenge what I say and and make me be good in my answers. But pray that they would not be disruptive. Pray they'd not be unruly. Pray that they're not be so rude and so forth, uncivilized, that it prevents good interaction and discussion to go forth. Number six, pray that people be set free from spiritual strongholds, sexual morality, bitterness, pride, addictions, and so on. My friends, people are held, it says in Timothy, they're held captive by Satan to do his will. That's who we're preaching to. That's who I'd be preaching to. People who are held captive by Satan to do his will. And some people are held captive to specific sins. The degree of of sexual immorality that has captured people, the pornography addiction, drug and alcohol addiction, eating disorders, uh, uh, people who are uh, the trans, obviously, the uh, LGBTQ addictions, shall we say. People held captive by the evil one, to do his will. People who are so angry and bitter that they can't even hear the truth and they're they're resistant to the thought of God. Intellectual pride, materialism, the love of money. These are things that prevent people from coming to Christ or even hearing the gospel. And we pray that people would experience supernatural deliverance from these things. Their eyes would be open, and God would give them freedom from them, even to the point where they say, I don't even want to do that anymore. To me, this is often what genuine repentance from the heart looks like. Repentance means that change of mind, a change of heart, a change of direction, that something happens internally that I say, I don't even, I, 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 read, I, I don't like that anymore. I want God. I want God. That's what we're praying for. Number seven, pray for strength, endurance, and good health on my part. It's hard work. It's hard work. We're the hardworking farmer. Hours out there, sometimes it's a hot sun. 
Sometimes it's cold weather. Sometimes it's, it's, uh, it's just tiring. Pray for strength for my voice. Pray for uh, physical endurance. Pray for good health. Particularly, I'm getting a little bit older than I used to be. That's true of all of us, of course. But pray for good health and strength. Pray for mental health and a sharp mind. Got to be able to think on my feet and have good answers. Doesn't it? Doesn't help if I say you. I've shared before how if you ask a question and you don't think of the answer till hours or days later how that can be beneficial for you. But for me, I've got to be sharp in my mind and have answers on the spot because many people who are asking, I'm not going to see them again, and I need to know the answer then. Pray for favorable weather. And that means, you know, the students, don't. if it's too hot, they don't like to be there. If there's no shade and it's a sunny day, they don't like to be there. Obviously, if it's raining or very windy, uh, it's hard to be heard or hard for people to want to be outside. So pray for favorable weather during our times there. Number nine, pray that my helpers will have a wonderful and fruitful semester ministering with me. I have two, two men traveling with me. Jeremy and Skyler are their names. Jeremy's from Tallahassee, Florida. Skyler's from here in Columbus, Ohio. Pray they just have an, a wonderful, life-changing experience. They be fruitful. They grow. They grow in their faith. They grow in their Christian maturity. They grow in their, in their Christian life and that God uses them, and, and that he unites us. We don't, the three of us don't really know one another very well yet. Pray that he really unites us and makes us a strong team together. Number 10, pray we'll be filled with love and compassion for all the people we encounter this fall. Of course, maybe this should have been number one up there next to boldness, but pray that we'd be filled with love. All that we do would be done in love. The words we'd, if we speak without love, we're like a clanging song, a, a clanging cymbal. Nobody likes that. And Jesus would look on the crowds, and he was filled with compassion. Pray that we would have that compassion from the heart. It's really easy. I want to tell you, it's really easy. Day after day, you have skeptics. They oppose you, and they disagree, and they insult you. It's really easy to get in the flesh and just want to insult them back, just want to fight back in the, in the flesh. I can't do it. It's not an option. It is not an option. When you're public like that, you've got to be filled with the Spirit all the time and not respond the way they treat you, but respond in love, giving a blessing where you receive a curse. Finally, my bonus um, my bonus prayer request, pray for my lovely wife, Roz. She, she has to, she's often home. When I'm on the road, she's home alone. Now we've got, you know, a lot of grandchildren in town and she loves them and she loves the children too and their spouses and she stays busy, but obviously we've got an empty house, just her by herself when I'm here, and uh, can be lonely. Pray for her and for her to be encouraged, strengthened in the Lord, and blessed. Amen. All right, I spent my whole time telling us what to pray for. Let's go ahead and pray for it. Father, you've heard these requests. We lay them at your feet. We pray for a wonderful and dynamic fall tour for TSCM. We pray, Lord, for myself or Jeremy and Skyler. We pray, Lord, that we'd be bearing fruit. We'd be bringing light to these campuses. We pray, Lord, you'd provide right now divine appointments, people that you will bring who will hear, who will listen, who will be moved by the messages. We pray for the lost to be saved, backsliders to come back to you, and the believers to be encouraged. You've heard these 11 requests, Lord. We lay them at your feet. And we thank you and we look forward to how you're going to answer even above and beyond what we've asked, because you can do exceedingly abundantly all the, above all that we ask or think. 
We bless you in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. I love the word, and I love the scripture, and I love talking to you. I hope you come here to do regular. Smash that subscribe button. Be part of our community. That's a, that's a little step of, I'm going to do this. Get in the word with us every day. Let God's word wash over your soul. There's so much important stuff to learn. And there's so much of the world that we're inundated with. Give us 15 minutes today to encourage you. I hope you'll join our community. Whether you're here live, 8.30 a.m. in the morning, or you watch later in the day, like many do, or even just listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. Check me out online, all these platforms, Tom the Preacher, Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you like. God bless you. I love you all. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.